Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey everybody, how's everyone doing? We're finally hit the weekend, Fourth of July weekend, Independence Day over here in the U.S., guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, it's been an interesting day and uh, an interesting three days for me. I just want to say a quick thing uh, for my cats. For, I, I have three cats that were born feral and uh, rescued the first two, and uh, one of them passed away today. I wasn't real happy with it. I was trying to get some meds and stuff for him, and there were delays in shipping, and who knows, but it happened really suddenly. It happened around Wednesday. I noticed he was starting to act weird, and then, yeah, it just it didn't went that fast. But anyhow, he, uh, he's, he was part of a litter of eight, and uh, it was the first group I, I rescued. And it's funny because he's the last one I rescued, and he really didn't want to be rescued. He fought me the whole way, you know, when I rescued him, and, just like today makes me wonder, did I do the right thing? But it happens, uh, and um, I tend to think there might be something genetic going on with that group of cats because as I had a feral colony in the back, you know, every two years they would start disappearing, you know, whether they went off on their own or whatever, but something would happen. Like this last two that I have, the, the two females, uh, the mother who was very, very hands-on, you know, very, very working with her kittens all the time, just totally stopped showing up. So, you know, either hit by a car or something, but she was two years old. So around two years old, you know, strange things happen. So I'm, I just kind of wonder in the back of my mind if there's something genetic going on with that group of cats. And right now my black cat, the last remaining one of, the, of that litter, is still around and uh, he'll be uh, three in October. So we'll see how this plays out. Okay, on a cheery note, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. You can find us everywhere on Facebook, on Twitter, on Twitch, on TikTok. You can find us on on uh, you can find us on Instagram under Ghosty Gal. Otherwise, we're California Haunts on Facebook and different different pages. We are California Haunts at Twitter. We are Cal Haunts at Twitch. We are California Haunts over TikTok. Okay. Another quick announcement about TikTok is. I qualified now for the subscriptions, so if any of you follow me on, uh, follow us on TikTok, Karen Clark and I, we're going to be offering subscriptions to people, okay, and that means there's going to be private stuff that we do with subs only and all that good stuff, and I'm calling you guys the Boo Crew. They gave me a, uh, they, well, I hate to say four-letter word, but as a, as a badge thing, they, they gave me four letters, and I was trying to think of something paranormal to do with those four letters, and all I could think of was boo with, with, with an extra O behind it. So you, you guys will be my, my boo crew over on TikTok. All right. So that being said, if you're watching from Facebook today and you like what you hear, please feel free to uh, follow if you haven't done so already. And leave us some smileys and happy faces and thumbs up and all that. Because what that does is there's, there's an algorithm on, on Facebook. And those smiley faces everything put us up higher in the algorithm. In fact, since I've been doing the shorts... We've been really getting higher in the algorithm. So I'm real excited about that. Same thing with YouTube. Uh, all the smiley faces and, you know, the little happy emojis. 
put us higher in there out of the algorithm also and, put, and it goes out to you know to more people also on youtube if you haven't subscribed feel free to do so i've got 631 videos sitting over, over there probably more and they're all different topics i don't like to stay on paranormal topics uh what was it wednesday show was an example of that we were talking about a uh, wreck in the great lakes right lake superior so i don't like to stay on, on on those types of topics all the time so i like to vary it so if you look at my stuff if you look at the stuff we have over there it's all different topics and that's it that brings me to my other thing is that because it's all kinds of topics when you go on that front page it is intimidating because there's stuff just all over the place on that page okay so what i've decided to do is taking me a while to do it because like i said there's a, there's more than 600 videos over there i'm putting them under categories you know category folders like nancy Matts, for instance if you want to find nancy Matts' stuff instead of having to search through a bazillion videos you go to the folder that the, the category that says nancy Matts, and boom there you go you can look it up under topic just like ufos cryptids whatever else you you know you might be interested in you can do that it makes it a lot easier to find and again if you haven't subscribed do so the other thing i ask you is during this show tonight if you're watching it and maybe you're sitting there and you got other family members or friends in the house or whatever and you like the show you know it would be really cool if you would say hey come on over here check out this little show it's a really good show so, so it's, a, it's like a little engine that could it's a little show that could okay because that's how we get subscribers and stuff because we're excuse me because it's really i was really hot welcome word does spread and so uh word of mouth is, is how we've gotten as far as we have in the last three years so i'm real excited about that okay all right so tonight oh yes one more announcement before i forget the uh training class for paranormal investigators is sold out i may be putting on another class like that uh, very soon because I'm, like i said i'm looking for investigators and i'm very i'm very I know what I want, so I'm, I'm very picky about my investigators. However, the class on the following Sunday, which would be the 9th of July, that's still open. That well, it's kind of like an event. And it's if you if you don't see yourself joining a paranormal group because you just want to do your own thing as a ghost hunter, you know you know how to use the equipment and all that. I'm going to give you a list of places you can go ghost hunting that are easy access and free, right? So you can. You can hang out maybe it might be an old hotel like the murphy's hotel there's a restaurant there you might want to stay the night if you talk to the employees at that hotel they're very open with with the uh, paranormal activity that's there they'll tell you everything and the hint is if you're able to be up late at night you know when all the guests are sleeping and stuff you can have the run of the place and 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 and, and ghost touch your heart's content gvps or whatever you want to do so i'm going to be giving you a list and places that like that 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 you can go that are easy access Plus, along with that, I'm going to let you see and hear some of the evidence that we've gotten from those places. So you have an idea of what, you know, of, of, of what you might encounter and expect. All right. And the way you're going to do that is you have to go to California Haunts uh, Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup page and open that bad boy up and uh, head over for events. and You'll see the event listed over there. Okay. All right. That being said, one more, one more thing. If you're on TikTok. And you haven't come over to check out the California Haunts page, check us out over there and join our boo crew. We're going to be go I'm going to be going live. I might be going live tomorrow night with Karen Clark to talk to, to, to talk about some ghost stories and stuff. So if I do that, that's when I'm going to start offering the subscriptions. And uh, yeah, you can only you know, when you subscribe, you can become part of the boo crew. All right. Tonight we're going to talk about 
facing your fears with medium Nancy Matz. It's always good to see Nancy on our, our, our once a week gig. So let me bring her in and away we go. Up here. <laughs> I have a cat that insisting on be part of the show. So you may hear him. Uh, I've tried well, I'm tried to. Maybe my deceased cat isn't here too, you know, kind of hanging out because he never got to really run around back here. I was going to so say, you may have a cat in your office since he I never got have. in there. Um, yeah. So I just pushed a cat up on a table here. I had this big, big table. And I realized when they, that the cats take a lot of real estate in the house. We have yes. cat trees and, uh, but m a lot of my, well, almost half of my table here which should be my books, everybody, is cat. So, so if he joins me, they both discovered they could walk across and the tail goes this way and they block my screen. So it gets really, and so that's a fear. Oh, <laughs> We're talking fear. There's no fear of going to heaven now because when I go to heaven, it's going to be a hell of a reunion with all my animals. That's all I can say. Absolutely. Um, there's a lady named Carol. She doesn't know I'm talking about her, but there's so many Carols in the world. Carol, and Nancy's she... talking about you. What? I just told her. Carol, Nancy's talking about you. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, this lady, very lovely, she'd been single for a while. And I told her to keep her eye out for this guy who, I, I gave a physical description, but I think I said something, he's into outdoor sports or whatever. And she met him and loved him and loved him, loved him, and he up and died quickly. It was very, very traumatic, and unfortunately, and she calls me up, and I, she says, well, who greeted him? What, what does his heaven look like? I was never so uh, confused my whole life. It was almost like shadows, like in the movie um, Ghost, when he finally in the last scene turns around and you see the shadows of people. Well, there was a whole bunch of shadows, and I could tell the three shadows in the center had sticks in their hand. And the shadows on either sides look like deer to me. And I told her that. She says, of course. Those are his three hunting buddies that precede him in death. And they were hunters. And those are the deer that are waiting for him. I thought it was wow. the most amazing. I know it. I know it. I hope she would listen to this sometime and give me a call. I won't say her last name. But it was one of those uh, first timers for me. And every once in a while I'll have something I'll say to somebody, that's the first time that's ever happened. In fact, recently I had a, well, it has nothing to do with tonight's show, but for Carol to hear that who waited for her, him was his hunting buddies. And he wasn't that much older. Um, it wasn't an older man, but it just happens that these buddies preceded him in death also. So, um, you know, I am having the hardest time with this filtering this light, everybody. I really apologize, but um i'll sit back a little bit maybe that'll be easier um i had it fine i don't know what changed let me see if i can move this i don't like being washed out it's, anyway are you, so a, are, you, are you using a fluorescent bulb yeah uh-huh oh i don't use those oh you don't oh no. what this think, this is I think they uh, wash my face out well this is for camera i mean for is video it? yeah well, I don't both know, of you know what i'm gonna honestly say this is that the first setup I had with my photography studio back yeah. there was normal light bulbs. Oh. Because when I was in college and then learning all my photography, yeah. fluorescent bulbs were a no-no. We always had to use a filter. Of course, both of these are fluorescent. 
you know, that's so what I have the, the, is a, my, my desk lamp has to be a good 30 years old and it still uses regular light bulbs and it has warm <laughs> light that comes on me. Oh no, and, and it works just fine. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, let that's me let me get going to this. I want to invite the audience, I don't know who's in, I could move up. Uh, my notes aside and see if anybody's joined us tonight. It's pretty quiet. It's holiday weekend. They're probably there. They're probably there, but they're just lurking. Yeah. It, we invite you to send in a note of what your phobia is. Mm -hmm. And if it's really interesting, I'd like to tap into it. But anyway, the co what causes fears, phobias, or panic attack? I ac actually added that because fear and phobias can escalate to the point of a panic attack. And one of them, I have this uh, person in my life and she lives in Auburn, California. And after the death of her parents, she acquired a new fear of going on the freeway. And it comes from uh, hurrying the parents for um, cancer treatments. And after they pass away, the freeway represented to her fear and just all kinds of death and destruction. <clears throat> and it took a long time for her to get to a place of accepting that it wasn't them it was her creating them all over again that energy and when she started really think about it i think she's a lot better now um but fears and phobias can come out of many different ways that can uh something happen in your life and i'm going to give you some ideas um i did google this um and then i started reading things i says oh my gosh i deal with this all the time <laughs> people with pet, pet, well let me just keep going so this is out of google and uh, i always say um, most of the time I'll read this. I've had 33 years here, kids. And so um, I I will start soon. I kind of wanted at least 100, 150 people watch my show before I felt like I could put the extra effort in for stories like this, 10, 15 minutes, not share, share a show, but some little clips of all these stories. <clears throat> so out of Google, it says major life stress. And unfortunately, we're just talking about Shara's cat such as the death of a or serious illness of a loved one, as with my friend in Auburn, California, the stress of an illness and death of a loved one, a traumatic event such as sexual assault or a serious accident. I, I was in a very serious accident at 18. It has never really affected my driving because I love the, the idea of going from one place to another. But I've always had the fear of not being able to breathe. And guess what happened? I hit the steering wheel like this and that invisibleness can haunt you but when i started realizing and i want to present this a little further here when you start realizing where the fear comes from you can analyze and say well that's not happening to me that happened then so let me keep going <clears throat> major changes in your life such as a divorce or the addition of a baby can cause all kinds of trauma drama fears and phobias having a child <laughs> <laughs> one of the fear, most fearful thing I had my whole life. That first child comes, we take it home, and my husband went out to work, and I'm sitting there with this brand new baby. You're going, <laughs> like, okay, this is this is mine. <laughs> Talk about a big fear. I know that every mother in the world looks at that first time child and it goes, oh fudge. <laughs> so I experienced that. Um, this is what I didn't know about. Smoking or excessive caffeine intake can cause fear and phobias and panic attacks. I don't know about smoking. How can that do? Is that nicotine buzz you up or something? I drink more caffeine probably. Well, I drink my coffee half and half, but I probably drink more. I've never had that action. 
um, though they do say HDH people can drink more caffeine, it actually relaxes them. I don't know about that either. So um, anyway, that's that. So <clears throat> phobias equals fear, or is it the reverse? Early childhood event that is vaguely remembered, but has another event happen again that you can then overreact. Have you heard the expression, uh, um, once seen is twice learned? So you have an event and you'll forget it, but it's in your mind. And then you have another event and guess what? Uh oh. So <laughs> I was three or four years old. I forgot about this and I talked to my mom before she passed away in 09 about my phobia with fire. And she says, I know where that came from. I go, mom, what? She says, well, I smelled smoke one day in the house. And you and your sister, who's a year younger than I am, she was only two, we were in the closet with the laundry basket and I set it afire with mom's cigarette um, lighter or mash. Here is only three years old. And she goes in there, we're just sitting there looking or standing there looking at the <laughs> clothing caught fire. And she says, you know, what are you going to do? You can't scold your child at that age. You know, you take everything away. They, everybody was smoking in those years. Um, I was I was born in the dark ages and everybody smoked. And so um, I grew that up with that around me. I don't know. Maybe that was the reason I never smoked is that fear of fire that was buried deep in my mind. Well, when I was an adult, uh, we in California had a lot of fires. And it happened before then. There might have been an incident that I really, but it grew the invisible Anessa of three years old catching the laundry on fire. <laughs> My kid, I was always at doing something. Anyway, um, I got to a place where I'm really afraid of fire even today. Like um, we, we will live temporarily in a house that's really old and we just now moving to a, a really newer home. And the reason I want to move one of them is because the wiring in the house, I have computers everywhere. And that fear of fire. And when I lived in Hornbrook, when we lived up on Black Mountain, Hornbrook, California, with 3,000 foot elevation, there was a big fire up there and we were evacuated for three days. Didn't know if we could come back to a house or not. And when the fire people came by, horns are blazing and get out of here, get out of here. My husband ran out and said, what is going on? And I went out and the particulates from the fire was so close that the burning embers were as big as my thumb about half an inch to an inch long. That's when you worry. And we were gone for three days and I came back and I, I was talking to my husband and I said, I, it was amazing that fear of fear of fire was gone. It's almost like <sighs> the event is over. I don't have to think about it anymore. And I'm really not afraid of fire now. Um, people are not always um, smart about fires and I get angry, but that big fire was what I was waiting for. It was because I was intuitive. I knew it was something's coming. Who knows? Uh, there's really no way. I do believe that if you have a, a phobia like my friend driving the freeway, she would take short trips back and forth, back and forth until she realized she was okay. It wasn't the parents. It was her fear of the parents in the car dying of cancer. So she took little trips. There's no way to get over fire. You can't have a little fire to get used to bigger fires. I think I intuitively, even at three, I buried that. And then as the gift surfaced and became more, I kept that in my mind and intuitively somehow knew that a big fire was coming. 
no one wants that. And that was when everybody was burning up. And uh, the fire did kill somebody, unfortunately. Little town of Hornbrook, California, it's the size of a postage stamp. I think there's 20 people living there. One got killed. I would say a couple hundred. It was terrible. I was really terribly happy. Um, so that's what we call early childhood event that is vaguely remembered. I didn't, until I talked to my mom one time, that was, she died in 09, so it was prior to that. I was talking to her about this crazy fear I have of fire. Well, I can tell you, <laughs> she just set me straight. <laughs> so um, Sometimes the memory is true, but there is something to be said about a memory where you embellish it a little bit. And after some time, we take it to be true. Say you're walking somewhere, family, friends, and you enter a park and there's a breezeway and there's a bridge over it. Well, if you're two, three, five years old, you're going through it, it's dark and you have to look around, you don't feel safe. What does that do to you when you're an adult? You vaguely remember walking through there. You vaguely remember seeing the shadows of other people, but it was your mom or friends. It was not that long, but as a child, you see it immensely long. Um, plenty of movies on TV um, of overpasses and parks. And it seems to be the point of let's get her afraid. You know, people are afraid. And um, a lot of people, have, I wouldn't say a lot of people, two or three people over the years have told me about dark hallways, um, um, <laughs> breezeways like that, uh, tunnels, absolutely tunnels, breezeways, same dark feeling. It's foreboding and it's scary and it's it's uninviting. Well, you can imagine after 20, 30 years, you then enter something that scares you like you did as a child. And we make it more real than it is. At the time, it wasn't any problem at all. But we make it more real. And is it because you watch TV and there's all that drama and trauma and crime and <laughs> tunnels? Absolutely. I tell people, why are you watching those shows? Well, <laughs> my husband loves them. It's exciting to watch the, the hero win. But to me, I think, I wonder what kind of phobias and fears it's, imbed, it's, in, it's imprinting on us and we're not aware. Even an innocent TV show could cause the problems. Or horror show when someone gets pushed over a railing in a hotel and they go 20, 30 stories down. Do you always look up when there's somebody two, three, four, five stories above? Well, I did. That Lux Hotel, my friend and I went there, my husband and I went there. You get down the bottom and, and the the balconies all the way up are more in, more in until they come to a point. You bet you I was looking up because of a lot of balconies people could fall off. Was I worried about it? No, it was concerning. I thought, what, what child's going to fall off the railing? <clears throat> so it, I wasn't predicting. It just occurred to me like, oh, this doesn't look safe in here. Um, I want to. Um, so the other thing that happened to me. Listen, everybody, I've always been this way. I seem to be the one that gets the fire started, the dog bite, or I fell off horses so many times you think I would never get a horse again. Went over a cliff at one time. But this is, <laughs> I was about four, possibly five. My father traveled a lot. And so um, my mother was visiting a girlfriend. And we. Did, I remember visiting. And I was pretty young. My sister was only a year younger than I, but I was by myself. So I might have been four, three or four four probably and I remember the house uh, dirt driveway there was a garage and they were sitting probably indoors or on the patio and of course I wandered off <laughs> I'm always wandering off doing something so that explains the horse riding and the 
running I used to do. I was looking for adventure all the time. Anyway, to be safe, the owner, the lady my mom was visiting, tied up her dog. Guess where? On the other side of the garage. Guess where I went? The other side of the garage. <laughs> I wonder what's over there. And I remember this big black thing as tall as I was. Of course, I was only three or four. But a three or four-year-old, whether a German Shepherd or a, a lab or something. And I went, hi, quomp. <laughs> and I remember screaming. And, all, and my hand was so little, the whole hand went in the dog's mouth. And I do remember that. Um, it was foolhardy for mom to let me go. But who's going to think that there'd be a dog around the other side of the building that would bite my hand? Yeah, I've got scars all over me. Everybody's crazy. But that fed into a fear way later in life. I just mentioned uh, road horses. Uh, started running because I had a weak ankle. I was uh, doing endurance rides. And people were noticing that my right ankle was after, after horse riding because I, I rode English where the metal bar and has virtually no saddle. Well, that's what I preferred. And we were doing uh, long distance and I really enjoyed it, but my ankle was weak uh, from spraining it when early in my twenties, they said, somebody, you know, you need to start running to build it. Well, guess what? I enjoyed running so much. I gave up the horse. Um, and I found a girlfriend that I ran off, off and on with. We lived um, Horseshoe Bar and Douglas was our uh, seat. Horseshoe Bar and Auburn Folsom was our nearest. We were off of Auburn Folsom that backed up to the bike trail, horse trail um, of Folsom Lake. And so the first time I got attacked by Doug, I got onto the bike trail, went all the way down to, um, and I forgot, unfortunately, Douglas goes up to Auburn Folsom, crosses into the lake, and they have a big turnaround. So the cars can turn around, drop off people, and turn, then go park. And I had run this, and all of a sudden, on my ankle. And I looked down, and there's Doxy just chomping away at my ankle, right about right behind my uh, ankle bone. And I, I usually, when I was running, I'd have two pairs of socks on everybody. And that's because of blistering. I did a lot of running, so that was common in those years. You put a thinner one on, you put a thicker one on. And this little dog, like this. And I looked, and I said, this what is this dog doing to me and i looked around and all the family they were of a different culture and they were going ah <laughs> and my dog is and i looked at my says and why is this dog not on a leash all the while this was dog going like this to me and it scared the holy pachupis out of me guess what happened a fear a phobia came rushing up but they took the dog away i realized oh my god what if it had been a bigger dog couple months later, Eloise and I, Eloise, uh, forgot how to pronounce it. We, she was running with me and we went around a curve and we heard this man just yelling at this dog. Stop, 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 you know, and we thought we looked at each other and we could hear the dog coming down the hill and we could hear that it was a big dog. And both of us knew immediately I almost had a panic attack because I realized there was no defense. And that's the second part of why I bring this one up is that as he was getting closer, the owner came from our front. He had seen what was happening and he grabbed the dog before he could get to us. And it was a German shepherd. We would have been chewed up tremendously. 
And I realized at the time how defenseless we were. And that's when we decided to get bear spray or whatever was it we had at the time. You can't carry sticks big enough to ward off a vicious dog. And uh, it's not the only time I got attacked. I got attacked at the house too. And sometimes I tell my people, I'm not getting away from phobias, but that was a really big one for me. And um, my husband at the time uh, got me a couple of different things because I was running by myself. Most of the time it was my own dog uh, and the neighbor's dog. And, um, but when I was by myself, especially when I did 16 to 20 miles um, from, um, well, I forgot what they're called, um, bike trail and from Nimbus Dam down to Sacramento. What's that one against the river? Sorry, I can't remember. Anyway, so when we have fears and phobias and we can't have control, we have to learn to control. Remember I said my friend in Auburn took control of her fear by conquering it little steps at a time. So when I talk to a parent that child has phobias of getting around other kids, afraid of being bullied, um, all those things that come with childhood, I always tell the parent, what's the sports they like? And sometimes they don't think of wrestling. They don't think of, uh, I call it Kung Fu, which would be all the kick, all of those kind. You need to get your child introduced to something that makes them feel powerful. So at the time I was running, there was sprays and things like that. And I seem to remember he got me something that extended. And that can't carry a baseball bat or anything. But if you had something, even if it didn't work, it gave me um, a sense of power, which helped me overcome the fear. So if you look at what fears you have, if there's a way to empower you, and I'm going to talk about other steps, because each of us have 10, 20 stories of our fears and phobias, or where they, how they began early in childhood or later on. Sure, I'm hearing a lot of static. Is that from my end or yours? I think it's your end. I don't know where it's coming from. Is it distracting? No, you hear it now? It's better. Did you turn something down? Yeah, I, I did. My air conditioner's okay. on. Oh, okay. So that's that's... off the mic. Yeah, our air conditioner's not on. Um, sorry. Oh, that's better. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. So I talk about the bites. I I wrote for two hours. Everybody here. Um, so looking back at family running rescue me and then. Eloise, fear of phobia, guards, guards, I talk about empowering ourselves, um, And I do now carry a defense. Um, everybody can have some kind of defense, but I carry a couple when I do go farther on my own. Um, knowledge is power. And when you have power and knowledge, your fear can go away. Now that's only talking. Remember, we have an hour, everybody. <laughs> this is a really brief, but I hope to give you enough so that you can start investigating how to help yourself. Um, so with that, and I will then go down and talk about how phobias are created, um, and some steps to alleviate those issues. But I want to bring up a thought. Is this a past life fear brought forward to be dealt with today? Of course, <laughs> that's possible. The phobias I have were this lifetime, uh, uh, the fire in my mother's <laughs> laundry basket and getting bit by dogs. Those are my two biggest fears. Uh, actually, is being attacked by an animal. 
because I've been injured. Uh, the bulldog attacked me. It was my own front yard right there in Loomis. The neighbor's dog, horse got loose. Of course, we're horse people. So we, and the dog took a look at us taking his horse away and thought that we were taking their property away. And so he crossed from their yard across the street into our yard. And I was one attacked. And my husband had to get a two by four to beat him off of me. I got, I got injured. They did destroy the dog because you can't, you can't live without, you can't live in your property or your house if you think the dog's going to cross the street, it's going to come and rip you apart. And that was uh, craziness. I've been injured pretty severely um, a few times. Um, I want to bring up a fellow I would encourage you to read up on, Brian Weiss, Many Lives, Many Masters. I, I've met him. I've gone to conferences. I've met, saw him. Gentle giant of a man. I just... There was something about him. I read all his books. Only Love is um, Through Time is Love. And um, three or four. My mind, of course, is blank. But Many Lives, Many Masters is his first one. Um, and talks about his being um, a doctor in oncology and a couple other doctorate certificates um, in Florida. And he had a physician friend speak to him about this secretary or assistant and she's got all these phobias and fears and just ruined, ruled her life. And um, Brian says, well, I can help with that. I'm hypnotist also. Guy is brilliant. He's alive. In fact, he and his daughter now are on the conference tour. And she is very in involved with him. Um, sorry, everybody. I have my email open. Um, so he helped this lady about almost 10 phobias and it was prior this lifetime issues like mine fire and dogs uh, or animals attacking while i'm running or being by myself on a bike or horses or whatever <clears throat> and one day he got really frustrated with her she couldn't go to she couldn't figure out what's coming from he put her up in really deep hypnosis i don't know <laughs> and he got frustrated he raised his hand he, at one lecture i saw matt he raised his hand and says oh just go to when that happened to you 2,000 years early, earlier. And um, of course, he didn't believe it. But he talked to her, got details. Uh, she comes back out of this, never had another phobia. What? What did you say? So during one of these, remember, I, I had not dealt with um, past life or reincarnation until I got into the Universal Christ of the Master Spiritualist Church. And I was doing the readings also, and I was seeing the spirit people, and they were suddenly coming back, and, you know, we had lifetimes together, and I went, what the heck? <laughs> so after all these years, and I do believe in it now, absolutely. I think this is why I want to talk to you week after week, night after night, and I do talk to my clients. There is absolutely no fear. I, I live with a little bubble inside me that says, we get to do this again, you know? Do everything can this lifetime. So I have these phobias that kind of crunches me up here. Anyway, so he guessed her and found out 2,000 years earlier. Well, he was absolutely amazed. And he said, I'd like the hypnosis put you under again. And he got her out of this lifetime space into the in-between space where she met his dead father. He's a Jewish man. And... The father gave her the tell to Brian his Jewish name. And then he said, her, his, uh, Brian's 
infant son was with grandpa and he had the, the infant with him. And he said to the woman, tell him I have his son with me. He was born with his heart backwards. Come to find out that Dr. Brian Weiss had never told anybody that and how, how he died. But she knew and she knew the father's Jewish name. It set him out of medical into this world and he's never looked back. And that happened to me. Everybody knows I, I got cancer in 87. I was 39 years old. I had 3B, almost a 4. And uh, cancer scared me. And uh, my treatment stopped in April, uh, November 87. I was diagnosed. My treatment stopped in April of 88. Left my husband July 1st, 88. Got into this in 90. And I was so intrigued. I had to know why bad things happen to good people. And that's now it's been 33 years. So we do change and he changed. The truth of why we're here and what's going on was so big to him. The proof that his father could speak to him was more than he had ever imagined. So past life regressions, as with Char when I did hers, she was introduced to somebody in a past life where it, it correlates with where she is now. And Char, I love her. You know, sometimes our life isn't always fair and we don't always get to do what we want to do. And so we kind of have this plan, like, can we get on the road and, and uh, do investigations across country? I have clients in every state. Do you think I wouldn't want to get in my new camper and just take off? Have to, have to do life first. So that's a long range plan. Um, but in that life she left, he wasn't able to finish his plans. So he brought his spirit is Char's, the quest to do the something big. And she's on her path. And mm -hmm. so the fear of not accomplishing or not finishing. Um, you know, I have eight books lined up. What kind of fear could I create of never being able to finish that? Well, I'll do that before I take trips because it's part of what this lifetime is about. Do I mm -hmm. not do it? Then next lifetime, I'll have to play it and finish it. Okay, so that's important to understand because that failed be a fear of not accomplishing or being stopped from completing can cripple you from one life to another. You always feel like you're not finished or there's something undone or there's people you need to see or you're in the wrong location. It drives you to change. That comes from a past life, okay? Bigger than a child's memory of being bit by a dog. That's small time. The big time things is past life, unfinished business, unfinished relationships. Oh, yeah, I know. Past relationships, right? It makes the world go around, as I've been told. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they are crippling. Women who come to me are so afraid of getting a relationship because the last one went so bad. How's that crippling you? You know, if anything, strike out and find somebody. And when you do, make sure you're equal and fair and honest. And I think we all need to be more of that. Okay, so how to deal with fear, phobia, attacks. Um, some of this, I wrote up most of this. Some of the words I took from Google. Um, and I'm not always sure if I always agree with the wise people at the Google headquarters because they're doing the best they can. The first thing this is take time out. Will you recognize the potential for phobia for fear? And I'm not positive I know what that means other than 
I will say they might have an interpret, take time out. It's a slow down your pace. I have an expression I always use. Um, you can only take one breath at a time. You can take one step at a time, one heartbeat at a time. And so when you're going into action of fear and phobias, we speed up, grab the reins of the horse and slow down. I call that taking time out, okay? So when the fear grips you, just say, I'm going to slow down. And when you do, you'll be more aware of your surroundings and more in control, which is power and knowledge. Okay, so I talked about the friend and the freeway fear. Um, okay, so going past this, it's impossible to think clearly when you're flooded with fear or anxiety. And that's when I say to my clients, my friends, slow time down. It's amazing to me when I was in an accident at 18, where I crushed my chest, and interesting, I got breast cancer. So I always wonder if the crushing caused it. That in the moment of fear, anxiety, instead of panicking, time slowed down. Is because I was observing, I was witnessing something where I wanted to pay attention. Keep my hands down, Nancy. So you may remember an accident or an event or seeing that person across the hall and across the room going, oh, I want that person in my life. I want to marry that person. It slows down. Take charge of that slow down. Learn that feel of slowing down. As I said earlier, they say time out. I say be aware, awakened in the moment. Because when you do, that fear and anxiety cannot grab you. Because that's power of knowledge. You're going to slow down and witness what's really happening. Okay, um, they say things like breathe through panic. Same statement. You can only take a breath at a time, one step at a time, one heartbeat at a time. Keep it under control. Slow down. I also sell, tell people when a moment of panicking, three, slow breaths. Sometimes that's all it takes because you want to control the moments you think you're going into a panic moment. You want control, power control over your moments. They say face your fears. Well, you're facing them all the time. You could be taken over by a fear if you're not facing them. I would like you to face your fears. I want you to slow down and witness them. I want to tell you something. I'm not as afraid of insects, bugs, snakes as most women are. So my husband and I moved to uh, Southern Arizona to experience the desert life. We had a big old house built <laughs> overlooking the valley that goes into Mexico. We had mountains on the other side, the storms would come through. And if you'd ever seen a storm open up in the desert, the cloud comes in all of a sudden, bro, <laughs> it's, it's fast and it's hard and it just floods everything. We got to see that a lot. Then 08 happened. <laughs> and unfortunately we had to move. <laughs> But before that time, we I was coming to California to do the psychic fairs. I was still involved. So I got my favorite overnight bag, went to my shed, pulled it out, went into the house, <laughs> opened that baby up. A tarantula as big as two hands together jumped up and went right on my arm. Big brown, three or four inches, three inches across, four inches, I don't know, but three inches. Absolutely Southern not. California. It's Southern California. 
The only thing I could think of at the moment was, I didn't know what to do. Take a three breath, yes, and I went, Larry. <laughs> yeah, just like I did with that, you brought me the mark. I just yelled, Larry, he was clear at the other side of the house. He comes in, and I'm standing there with this big tarantula on my arm, he says, well, knock it off. <laughs> Never occurred to me. I didn't want to knock it off. I didn't want me to hurt it. I didn't want if I hit it, would it bite me? I was in control of the moment. I didn't know what to do. So I had to have my partner, my husband, think it with me. And and I went, oh, oh. this big thing flies across. The females are brown. And we didn't know if she had a nest in there, in my bag. It, I can't remember what happened to the bag. Maybe he suggested we get rid of it. Maybe there was babies in there or something. But the males are black, very dark, dark, dark brown to black. She was brown, and so I knocked her off, and he took her out. So I think we put it, fell into the trash. And I just didn't know what to do. It wasn't I was afraid. It wasn't mm -hmm. looking like it was biting me. But the startled moment, we can never escape those, everybody. But what we can do is say, I want to keep in control. I want my power. Keep repeating, repeating, repeating. Take a breath. And I stood there and went, I know what I'll do. I'll scream for my husband. <laughs> that spider should have bit me by that time. <laughs> because he, I knew he was way on the other side of the house. Imagine the worst. I don't know if I agree with this one either. Am I going to imagine that my spider is going to bite me? I think what they mean by that is, it can't be as as bad as what it appears. Well, if I'm setting fire to my mother's laundry, that's as bad as it gets. So imagine the worst. I'm not positive I understand that one other than uh, getting used to spiders by looking at them at a bug shop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the next one is kind of interesting. Don't try to be perfect. Um, I'm a recovered perfectionist. When I was married to my first husband, I took all day Saturday to clean the entire house, plus the walls and ceilings. I vacuumed every little inch. Well, if you can't control your marriage, you control your environment. That's what, and I, I tell people, um, I'm going to get my trouble. I'm not going to say that one, but I will say I'm a recovered perfectionist. As I've gotten older, I've realized that's a lot of wasted time trying to be that clean, but I like organization. And so um, don't try to be perfect. Just be good enough because you waste a lot of, you know, don't waste time keeping your house up, but there is a limit um, to be over overdoing something. Uh, visualize happy place, absolutely. So I also say to people, um, I, yeah, everybody has memories that are good, everybody. I would like you to pick one, one memory that you will never forget. Pick a memory. It could be a vacation in Hawaii, right, Char? Get in the water. Yes. Yes. Always have that at the tip of your mind. If you're in a situation where you feel a little out of control, take a deep breath and visualize yourself in that happy moment. I am a fond, um, I watch documentaries, things on TV, but if I see a Laura Hardy movie, I will always put it on. Do you know why? Because in the past when I've been under duress, stress, whatever, if I, and I have comedy, um, Jerry Lewis movies, mm -hmm. distract your brain, offset it. And I will not put a drama on if I had a bad day. I will search and find something that's a documentary, which I love, or a movie that makes you laugh. Because what you want to realize is that 
stress and drama and trauma lowers your vibration. Oh, oh, and puts you in a phobia, panic, a map. We want to lighten your vibration. And though you say, I can't do that, what you want to do is have someone else do it for you and make you mm -hmm. laugh. My husband loves the YouTube. So we have these smart TVs. It's my smart TV. It's pretty old Sonic. I don't know. Um, oh, this is, I mean, um, monitor. And you can go to YouTube and watch them all day. He has it set up to get on YouTube on his TV. So the big screen. And he loves the shorts where you have the animals, you have the silly, stupid people tricks. You know, like, are you kidding me? They did that? And it's hilarious. And I can see why he enjoys it so much because the laughter brings you up. So I would absolutely, today, tonight, find those memories or find some way of watching YouTube shorts. Um, and I really can't remember what they're called because I don't watch them that often, where you just watch one stupid joke after or people doing stupid things over and over it's just amazing what people mm -hmm. will try and mm -hmm. it's amazing that people don't get break their necks or kill themselves so visualize a happy place i absolutely believe in that um if you <laughs> i wouldn't want you to run to ice cream counter to have a happy moment but make yourself remember and i just have a memory just came to me it's been many many years i remember tasting peppermint candy peppermint ice cream and I remember peppermint pieces in it and I'm not a peppermint person but I remember that moment of thinking that was absolutely refreshing delicious and exciting with the little pieces of peppermint in it so mm -hmm. think about what it is that gives you that pleasure to pull you out of that stressful moment and lastly according to Google talk about it um, I don't know too many people that want to hear other people's phobias, but you could, if you had someone you trust, uh, if you have a partner that will listen to you, <laughs> a lot of women would like to have their partner <laughs> listen to them, but sometimes it has to be somebody else and say, you know, I had a, I call it, I have another expression. I'm full of this stuff. I call it, um, on the cliff. If you were on the cliff call, um, and not always available everybody for clip for clients, but. For the people that are tight in my life, we kind of have agreement. I say, so I'm on the cliff. If I can't calm down or there's going to be a moment of stress because I've talked to unhappy people, um, then I will talk to a friend. And just it doesn't have to be about the topic. It means interacting with somebody. Those people around us don't want to hear what happened at work for you every day. They don't want to hear that you had a bad drive home every day. But what they might say is, well, what have you been doing today? And sometimes when mm -hmm. it's a hard day, I'll call somebody up, my friend. I'll say, well, tell me your day because it will get you out of your space. It's called offsetting, changing mm -hmm. your vibration. Maybe you can't bring your vibration up. You're still kind of like mad. But it takes you off that railroad track of having that thought in your mind to the other railroad track where you have a fresh new start after that conversation. You'd be amazed how much that helps you. Um, Stand your ground. And after it's over, you have all these helps I gave you. You could go back and write them all down. After an event where you've taken control over it, stand your ground and visualize yourself as a powerful I took control of that. I offset. I got happy of watching a Lauren Hardy movie. I visualized myself eating, drinking, being somewhere. I was really happy. Um, I just had another remembrance. I'm a roller coaster net. 
when I was growing up, a young woman, if there was a roller coaster around, not once, twice, maybe four or five times, because I just never got fearful. I was that one that did everything. But I remember it just had a, a flash of being on top. And I think what it was is as with wanting to travel, I'd like to see how far I can see. And I remember being on the top and looking and witnessing the surrounding world and the lights at night. It was like memorizing to me. I, that's a nice memory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stand your ground and visualize yourself as a powerful human with the will to overcome things in your life that hinder your life choices. Actually, I think I wrote that one. <laughs> that didn't come from Google because that's something I would say. Uh, one of the things I believe, I was talking to two or three people about the economy right now, and I do, even though the government says, oh, we're doing real well, not in my world. I have too many people not doing well. And my business has slowed down because uh, Shari and I talked about it. You have to go to a place of realizing that people need their money for their groceries. Um, I do work I, on Social Security, and I looked at my Social Security check, and I went, they gave us a raise? <laughs> that covered half a tank of gas. <laughs> that was it. But look at all the other things that are increasing. Mm -hmm. So we're all in a panic mode. Hold our money. Be tight. Be calm. Um, one of the things from Google, it says, um, please don't drink or do drugs to avoid life and your fears. <laughs> and I go, really? That's kind of common sense. And there's a lot, unfortunately, a lot of people who overdose a lot of people who escape life through drugs and alcohol. And I, I don't want to say that it's an illness, but I do feel like sometimes somebody, uh, our brains are wired for accepting that. Um, I've already told you a dozen times, my grandma, my mother's side of the family, cowboys and Indians. And I look like my grandmother Blanche more so than anybody else. Other than my broken nose, most people don't know that I had broken it, but I really look Indian. And subsequently, I did have a margarita the other night, but I was totally, <laughs> I haven't drank a margarita. In fact, I want to put it out there. Anybody know how old that was? We can't find those margarita wine coolers anymore. My husband traveled all over town trying to find me another one. He couldn't. So <laughs> maybe this can, maybe it was the last one ever made and I should have kept it and put it on eBay. <laughs> but I can't drink. I, I just, um, it does me terrible. Uh, so that's something that needs, if you're in drug and alcohol, I'm not equipped um, to counsel on that kind of a thing, but I do believe that there are groups of people to help overcome those things. So phobias, fears, and trauma, and drama, and mixed with alcohol and drugs, boy, I'm just not, I don't, that's above my pay grade, everybody. And the last one, uh, don't criticize those who suffer as this all reflects who you are to others, and we often reflect our own fears when criticizing those people. That's my statement. I do believe that. Uh, haven't you heard about people criticizing somebody, and in reality, they have the same fear, but they don't want to be seen that way? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to bring up a few things that I, this is me, this is how I deal with my clients. Uh, meditation, of course. We already spoke of meditation. Um, step aside, step out of your path, get into a new place find those moments that are happy for you absolutely uh, we already kind of talk about this this could show self-worth strategies for happy life and goal setting to create health healthy direction for you absolutely i do believe that 
Now, one that most people wouldn't think of is exercise. When you exercise, you get endorphins. Endorphins can be remembered and they will stay in your system. So if you're in a, um, in a trauma environment, if you exercise morning or at night to work it out of your body. So I, in the past, there was a, a lady that I met in a uh, complex, a bunch of us working. And then one day I heard her people yelling, screaming, shouting, hitting, making big noise. And I walked over there and she was dealing with um, anger issues. And so they all had Nerf baseball bats and they were all hitting the punching bags that you can see in a gym. Because only through physical exertion can we weed out of our body the negativity. And I will often tell people, I say, oh, what's our... Did you know that there are places you can go if you have anger issues and you're feeling stressed? There are places you can go and you pay for like, I don't know, two hours worth. And they provide you with breakables and baseball bats and hammers. And oh, I saw them on TV and they yeah. and they have a junkyard and the men go out with big bats and beat cars up. Yeah, you can go out yeah. and actually do stuff like that. Um, I just saw this recently, but I've, I've had this in my head. I've given a lot of advice for people go... It used to be Toys R Us. You could buy a nurse baseball bat. And you go to the forest and take a picture of what it is you're angry about, anger management, or fearful, and then you beat it. Do you hug a tree or you hug a rock and you say, forgive me for doing this. You want to be sure you're out of earshot of everybody. Just beat the heck out of it. You'd be surprised how healing that is. I've done it. (laughs) I'm not telling what it was about either. This won't happen. Exercise helps your mental state and create endorphins. When a stressful situation, remember how you feel by exercising. You will pull out of the self-imposed fear moment because you offset the fear by the endorphins you remember when you're exercising. Kind of complex thought there, but it really works. I've been exercising and busy all my life. And I think that's one reason I'm able to deal with the topics um, that I deal with with my clientele. Because I was, I've always been busy, and I can work it out. Um, uh, so the other one is, I've always encouraged mom, dads, people calling me, uh, people who who are widowed, is find groups of like-minded people to talk about it. Uh, women who are recently divorced, recently widowed, um, bankruptcy, a delinquency. Um, uh, in the eighties, they had something called um, tough love. And so I, I, parents would go to that. Um, uh, a death of a parent. I wish that my mom had had access for us kids because I, was, I didn't know what death was. And I was seven years old, moving up to Northern California. I was in a school up here. I can't remember what, where it was, uh, Ardridge somewhere, over where you are now, Shar. And the elementary school is running from here to the playground. And these two ladies say, oh, poor little girl, her father had. Um, she has no father. And I remember thinking, what does that mean? I hadn't seen him for a while, but he was always, he was a commercial artist for Universal Studios. So he's always traveling from Los Angeles, San Diego to Las Vegas and back. Mom, we didn't see him that often. So he was gone a year before someone said something. I didn't understand what death was. But as a teenager, and then when I had kids, I was grieving him. Because I didn't know, I didn't know what it was like to have a father and my kids and I thought, to, and my fear was that my husband would die. And he almost did a couple of times. It was in accidents. 
um, long story, but um, so those fears are true. Um, Self-help groups, even church environments where you can have a group to come together. One lady was dealing with divorce or something. And I, I said, what you need to do is solicit your town through face, Facebook or marketing or whatever you have, and just get a small group of your people in your zip code to come over and talk. And she charged $10 and it was a huge success. It was enough for uh, the goodies for the night, but she got the therapy, not necessarily they did because she listened to their problems and she could feel it out. It's very, very healing. Um, and that, as I said, adults, um, divorce, widowhood, bankruptcy and recovery can go on and on. Um, I'm not talking PTSD. I think that's something medical people should do. Um, the I, rapid eye movement is now being used by PTSD uh, victims. And I hear it's very successful, but I'm not one to know much about it. Um, okay, uh, so this is important. I, oops, okay, I got, I got 15 more minutes at least. The 333 rule for anxiety and other coping strategies. It involves looking around your environment to identify three objects and or three sounds, then moving three body parts. So if you're in a stressful situation, you look, I got curtains there, I got a light here, and I have a headset. What it does is puts clarity from out of control thought processes. It slows you down and makes you identify something. You could do three sounds. Um, sure, I hear your cat. I have a little bitty fan on way over there and then I can hear Larry's TV. You can hear my cat? Yeah. Yep, right there. I have a, I have a dog barking. Was that a dog? I thought it was a cat. Yeah. Okay. That's a little guy. Little guy. Um, yeah. Many people find this strategy helps focus and ground them when over anxiety overwhelms them. What you're doing is you're pulling your thoughts and collecting them and holding them to look at something else. It's distracting. Step aside, I call it. Step aside. <clears throat> and again, I say, in my world, I tell people to take one breath at a time, one step at a time, and one heartbeat at a time. You can only speak one word at a time, too. Uh, in a moment of crisis, take slow, singular breaths and feel your power of control. That's that three breaths at a time. Breath, breath. By the end of the third breath, you're calmed down. I've given you a lot of tips try them all try them all um and then i bring this up again i mentioned earlier speak to yourself a word that represents peace love or humor to break the energy of fear uh mine's popcorn i can't eat popcorn because i have dental work but the smell of hot buttered popcorn fresh cooked remember when you're a kid or a young adult Go to the movies and the best thing about the movie was the popcorn. Mm -hmm. I can smell it. And what I've done is I moved my mind to that. Remember, I talked to this earlier of a good memory. Hot. And I don't eat popcorn anymore, but I can remember it. That's what's important. Yep, I did it again. Hot butter popcorn. Wow. Maybe it's not your choice. Maybe it was pepper ice, uh, ice cream. And that just came to me tonight. I wonder if I got a spirit person telling me that. Okay. 
if possible, expose yourself to small steps of whatever your greatest fear is and see the truest, truest, trueness of your fear. I don't know if that's always the best way. Like I said, fire, dogs attacking, hard to get around little pieces of that. Um, I could see that with insects, spiders. I've seen show on TV once and someone was really afraid of spiders and they introduced one little spider at a time. And then when that woman was completely okay, then they put her in a tank and dropped spiders on her. Hello. That would create it all over again. Sorry. <laughs> I think it was called Facing Your Greatest Fears. Okay. I think I've given you enough steps on how to do this. ended up being a very big topic. I thought, oh, it would be easy just to talk about it. Oh, no. When I started thinking about all the times I talked to my own clientele about things like this, it's amazing what will come up because I... I'm what we call a professional listener. I really can hear. And when we're talking, sometimes I'll hear an underlying thought, underlining conversations going along, but there's another conversation underneath. And that's what you want is to find somebody that can hear. And a lot of times it's phobias, fears of the spouse uh, cheating, um, fear of not having money. Well, where does that come from? You have plenty of money. You're paying your bills. Anyway. So give it some thought, everybody. Uh, and you can go back. Uh, lower right-hand corner is green where the topic is t covered, like share, right next to share. There's some dots. Click on there, and it says you can see transcript of tonight's show. Go back and write down some of these. Because I think it's important that we learn to control not our environment, because we can't, but control our power. And learning to control power is keeping power. Keep control. Don't get out of control. Phobias and fears and are what rules us at times, and it shouldn't. We all have them. I have them. Char has them. So anyway, I've enjoyed tonight's talk, everybody. If you liked it, would you give me a thumbs up on that? Help Char show. Huh? Give us a thumbs up. All right. Nice seeing you. Show us some love. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let me see if you're... Monday, uh, Heather Woodward will be with us talking about the Akashic Records. So that should be an interesting show. Sunday, uh, well, I'll be here reading the book, and we're going to be doing it a different way because with the air conditioning on, I can't use my, like, when I'm on TikTok at the same time, I can't use just like I'm doing now because it'll make a blowing noise. So I find when I'm reading the book, I don't have to have these on for you guys anyway, so I'm going to use my uh, ear pods for TikTok so that I can come through better on what I'm reading. So Sunday we'll be reading the book, of course, and of course there will be a show on the 4th of July. It will not be live. It'll be pre-recorded, but there will be a show. So just a heads up. But uh, I will see, you know, like I said, I'll see you guys as, as usual on Sunday reading the book, and then on Monday, Heather uh, will, will be with us. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We are equal <laughs> opportunity here, right? We're equal opportunity here. Absolutely. So we're trying to get, we're trying to get the word out of like our... Our little show, you know. I hope they don't so, didn't like the show. I hope they, everybody liked the show. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a little show that yeah that can right, and uh, so uh, you know you guys have done really good spreading the word and and you know I'm seeing a lot of stuff go up. We had the lower months with downloads this month, but I think that's because everybody's on vacation and stuff. We were short like 700 as opposed to last month, but that'll pick up. I have faith in all you guys. I have faith. I have faith in all my followers, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I just want to thank everybody for sticking with us. And like Nancy says, it's starting to take off now. It's starting to, I'm starting to get that moment, uh, gain that momentum. And I don't know if it's because I'm doing all these shorts and acting like an idiot or, you know, 
<laughs> you know, that's what that's that's what's driving it. But it seems like on Facebook we're really starting to take off. So I'm really excited about that. Really excited. So keep up, keep it up, guys. Follow me, follow me. You know, and if you haven't done so already on Facebook, hit that follow button. Uh, same thing with YouTube. If you haven't hit the subscribe button, please do. And if you uh, happen to have a TikTok account, come on over and become a California Haunts Boo Crew. Boo. Boo. Crew. Well, they only gave me like 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 um, for the badges for the subscriptions, they gave me a four letter word. So I was trying to figure out par something paranormal that was four letters. Couldn't figure it out, and it finally occurred to me I could just put an extra O on boo. And then boo I think crew. I think that's great. Are you kidding me? How easy. <laughs> yeah, the boo crew. So yeah. So anyway, um, I'm gonna let you guys go. You can start your uh, holiday weekend and uh yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'll show you Nancy's info and stuff, and I'm going to go uh, pick some flowers in the backyard for my cat and all that stuff and do my little do my morning thing tonight. And uh, Take care, sweetie. Yep. Yeah. I miss, uh, I miss his big eyes already, but, yeah. Okay, so here we go. Here's Nancy's info, guys. <laughs> Maybe not, huh? I just noticed that there's, there's two of them here. So which one's the right one? Here we go. Okay. Websites, nancymats.com, all lowercase. nancymatsauthor.com, the N, the M, and the A is, is uppercase. And youtube.com forward slash nancymatspsychic. Help, get me out of this funk. Nancy Mats. Two worlds, developing your psychic skills. Nancy Mads. And the Unwilling Sacrifice by Nancy Mads. And of course you can get those at Amazon. Allergies, guys. Sorry. And of course, a real quick reminder: my my recruitment class for uh, team members is so has sold out. But I still have something available for people that are still interested in ghost hunting, and maybe, like I said earlier, maybe they don't want to involve themselves with a team, you know, and be tied down to that. I have I have a list of places that, that I want to share with you of uh, easy access places to, to to look for ghosts or be in haunted buildings oh, or whatever. I have a yeah, I have a full list. And I want to share that with you. Uh, California, I mean, we, I've been doing this for almost 20 years. So, I mean, we know all the cool places in California. <laughs> almost, 20 so years? Have, uh, almost 20. I thought it was more than 20. Maybe you met me in 95 20. or 96. See, I've lost track. Get to see now. So, no? yeah. So, huh? No, you're not. No, you're not. You're just under stress. I have, a full uh, list of, I have a full list of places you guys can go to. Plus, I have the evidence from those places. So in addition to having a list for you, you can hear the mm. EVPs and stuff that, and, and how our investigations went in those places. Remember, we're talking places, <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, some of these places are hotels, so you might want to stay the night. And you know, late at night, if you go out, there's never anybody yeah. around a hotel. You can walk around and do, your little EV, do EVPs, whatever you want to do at night. Or have lunch or dinner in a haunted hotel. 
So that's what this is. So check it out at the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup under events. And uh, come on and sign up for that. We, we, we've got a few spaces left for that. So, you know, it's one of those things. Anyway, I will see you guys on Sunday. On Sunday night. On Sunday evening, have a great rest, great, great couple days. Bye. Thanks for coming, everybody.